Hi, Warren, how are you? <laughs> what brings you to Omaha? <laughs> uh, I'm just in town, kind of passing through. Thought I'd stop by. It's a tourist stop, yeah. It is. Are you ready for this weekend? I'm ready for this weekend, sure. Is this your favorite weekend of the year? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you expecting with the crowds here this year? Uh, it should just, it should at least match the record. And it, it, in terms of the tickets we sent out, it was just a touch higher than the record year. It fell off the first year when Yahoo started webcasting it, and then it's come back. Uh, so it'll be, it'll certainly tie the high. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that are happening, but uh, as we were building up this week, kind of heading into things, we heard about the deal where you're stepping in and backing Occidental, and it's bid to take over Anadarko. How did that come together? Well, it, it happened right here. <laughs> the, uh, on last Friday, Less than a week ago. At, uh, last Friday, uh, I got a call in the middle of the afternoon from Brian Moynihan, the CEO of Bank of America. And, and uh, he said that they were involved in financing the uh, Occidental uh, deal and that the Occidental people would like to talk to me. And I said, fine, I can talk to them anytime. And uh, I think he emailed later on and said this, uh, that Vicki uh, Hollow who CEO was traveling and that she called me the following morning. So she called me about nine o'clock on Saturday and I said I'd meet with her anytime and on Saturday or Sunday. So we scheduled a meeting for 10 o'clock on Sunday morning and she and uh, Oscar Brown came, arrived at 10 o'clock and by 11 o'clock we had a deal and they had us committed unequivocally come hell or high water for $10 billion. And uh, if the deal is made with Anadarko. So uh, they had to get their own board approval, but they walked away with the 9-11 happened or anything like that. They had $10 billion for the deal. Did you do this because you're, you're betting on the oil industry or the Permian Basin or on oil prices, or is this just the terms of the deal itself? Well, the oil prices, are the big determinant over time, obviously. If you're in oil, same thing is true if you're in copper for copper. Price. So oil prices are enormously important, but uh, I was familiar with Occidental and generally familiar with Permian Basin, although I've never been there. <laughs> if I were there, I wouldn't know what to do. But uh, uh, no, it was, it, it was a sensible deal for us, a sensible deal for them. And that's, I proposed it and uh, they decided whether it made sense, and then when we finished at 11, and they went back to the plane. Uh, I called Ron Olson, it was, he's on the West Coast, so it was nine o'clock his time, and I said, we need to get this done by tomorrow evening. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, Cravath will be their lawyers, and uh, I assume they'll get similar instructions, so uh, just make whatever it takes and get it done. And, and in 10 minutes, uh, Ron had, couple of people working on it. Uh, you mentioned the plane, and there was a story, I'm not sure if you saw that, about the, the plane that Occidental took out here got picked up by some people who were scouting for it, and someone wrote an article about it, and a, a guy who'd been tracking it saying, hey, maybe this is what's really happening there. Yeah, I read about that service. I read about it years ago where people track plane numbers and, and try to make deductions, particularly if they're going to some small town where there's only one employer or something of the sort. So, uh, uh, that fellow turned out, whoever it was, <laughs> turned out to be correct. But I, I, I think I should point out to 
uh, anybody out there who wants to do business with us, that uh, if they take a NetJets plane, nobody will be able to track them. <laughs> we might, for those of you who don't know, we, we might own that. <laughs> we do own NetJets, and, and it, really, it really does make a difference. I mean, you cannot track who is going from here to there, and if you use a company plane, it's, it's a big way of running a billboard that I'm in town for something. <laughs> Uh, good commercial yeah, for absolutely. NetJets yeah. on, on the way with that. Um, I, I don't know if you saw, but Charlie gave an interview today to the Wall Street Journal, and he says that he wishes Tim Sloan was still running the bank. Do you? Well, I was 100% behind uh, Tim Sloan, as I told you, the day that it turned out that his resignation was announced. He told me the day before, but I, uh, I, I, think, I think Tim Sloan, from everything I know about him, is an excellent banker, and, and I was delighted when he was running the bank, and, and it just got so he felt... He couldn't be helpful under the circumstances that existed in Washington. So he decided to resign, but I would have never asked for his resignation. Um, there, there have been some other headlines that came out of that. Charlie said he, wished, he, he doesn't want a Wall Street guy making the damn decisions around there. I think that's what he said, the damn decisions. Uh, he may have even said worse than that. <laughs> yeah, you, you have said similar things. You said it a little more politic than he did. But w what's wrong with a Wall Street guy or a Wall Street woman? Why would you want a Main Street baker versus Wall Street? Actually, there are plenty of people in Wall Street that would be very capable of, not plenty, but, you know, Certainly dozens yeah, that would you, be, be, you capable, be capable of running Wells Fargo, okay. <laughs> and uh, but they would not be. Uh, they would be pinatas uh, from now until the election time, and they would face questions that aren't really questions, but senators and and and, and congressmen that, uh, that are using a hearing to make a statement, and they wouldn't be listening to what they said or anything of the sort. They'd be poison in, in Washington. And Wells doesn't need poison in Washington. And frankly, anybody that wants a job and is good enough to take that job uh, shouldn't want it either. I mean, it's, it's, it's a terrible way to spend your time. Right, just in terms of what Washington's doing. So it's nothing you have against Wall Street. It's just oh, the no, climate? I mean, <laughs> we own stock in J.P. Morgan. We own stock in, in Goldman Sachs. And, oh, Goldman sure. Sachs. I mean, no, no. There's, there's a lot of people that are very capable of running very good banks. I think we've got them the very best of them, uh, that they, uh, it's just under these political circumstances, Wall Street associated with banks, associated with one that people can make political speeches about, is just going to be poison between now and the election. Uh, Charlie had a few other things to say. Let me quote a few things to you, because uh -oh. he really laid into uh -oh. Dick Kovacevic uh -oh. yeah. and John Stumpf. Uh, here's what he said about Dick Kovacevic. He never listened to anybody, he never stops talking, and he's full of himself. He would not learn anything from anybody. What do you think? I like Dick Kovacevic. <laughs> Dick, Dick expresses himself very forcefully. Charlie expresses himself very forcefully. And maybe the two don't mix that well. <laughs> but you like Dick Kovacevic? Oh, Dick, I mean, you know, he was there during during the financial panic and, and uh, uh, you know, Wells, Wells came out of the panic better than I think any major bank and when Wachovia needed saving it was, it was great that Wells was there and, and uh, Kovacevic I believe was running things, I'm not sure exactly when he turned the baton over to, uh, to uh, John. Well, speaking of John Stump, here's what Charlie had to say about him. He said he was almost as bad, but not so loud and persistent. Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> I would say he was. He was. He was as, as good, and then <laughs> you could follow the rest of it. <laughs> You're going to have more things to probably clean up from Charlie after he says these things this well, week. Well, yeah, this is just a warm up for the next week. I'm, I'm glad you're sort of getting me in shape here. <laughs>
I wanted to talk to you just what you thought about Apple's earnings. They just came out this past week. Um, better than a lot of people had been expecting. Were they better than you had been expecting? Well, I don't really have big expectations about quarterly earnings with that company, even with Berkshire. I mean, so I was pleased with what they reported, but it wasn't like I had something going in my mind. If they reported X, I was going to be happy. If they reported 98% of X, I was going to, you know, <laughs> be panicked or something of the sort. But what they talked about and, re and reported is consistent with my, the reason we own you know, $50 billion plus of Apple. I feel, I feel good about Apple. Have you been buying more Apple? We, we haven't changed our holdings unless, uh, and I have no reason to think this is true, but we, there's one fellow that owns a little over 1% of our holdings in the office, and I don't, I don't see what he does day to day. I have no reason to think he's bought or sold Apple. Um, once in a while, you'll tell us something you're buying or selling. Anything else you're buying or selling these days? Well, it, <laughs> I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I, will, I will tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing you'll see in the 13F, which comes out in a couple of weeks, which may cause you to ask me that question in two weeks, but doesn't really, uh, is not significant uh, from my standpoint. Uh, 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 one of the two other fellows in the office that, that manage m money. Todd uh, and Ted. Todd and Ted. Uh, one of them bought some Amazon, but, uh, but so it'll show up on the 13F. It is not true to say that I am buying <laughs> Amazon. It's true to say that Berkshire has bought whatever shows up there. Although you've been a fan of Amazon and Jeff Bezos for a long time. Yeah, I've been a fan and I've been an idiot for not buying them. But, but I just want you to know that it's no personality change is taking place or anything. It's, it's somebody else's. Okay, so we'll keep that in mind when that comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, we did just hear from the Federal Reserve this week, Jay Powell, the chairman, uh, making some news on Wednesday when he said that he thinks inflation is transitory. Do you think inflation is transitory? Well, I think the transitory the lack the of inflation. Yeah, the lack of inflation. And, and that, meaning that, look, the street took it to mean that he could raise rates, that that might be the next move, oh. when there were people thinking he might lower rates. What do you think? So, the, so he was saying, in effect, that, that the abatement or the, the, the right. modest That we're not, we're not going to say there's yeah. no inflation for forever. Yeah, well, I, I agree with him. <laughs> I don't know anything about what's going to happen when or what the Fed is going to do or anything else. But I think that... Uh, I don't think our present conditions uh, can exist in terms of fiscal and, and monetary policy and, and various other elements of the political landscape. I don't think they can coexist with really low inflation rates over time. But I've been wrong on that for some time, and I may be wrong for a long time in the future. I would say this, there's nobody better to run the Federal Reserve. Uh, than, or be the chairman of it, than Jay Powell. I've had some experience with him in the past, and he is, he would be my choice. Um, just in terms of things you might be surprised by, I, I'm stunned that we're still looking at a 10-year with a 2.5% yield. Well, that's what, I, I can't, I can't reconcile a 5% budget deficit uh, in a world of low unemployment low interest rates, negative interest rates in many countries. Uh, no economics textbook I know that was written in the first couple thousand years <laughs> discussed even the possibility that you could have this sort of a situation continue and have all the variables stay more or less the same. So I think it'll change. I don't know when, I don't know to what degree, I don't know what part of it will change, but 
but uh, I don't think this can be done without leading to other things. In economics, like other things, you could never do only one thing. Right. And uh, we will look back this period and be surprised that we didn't see what was coming next. Warren, I want to thank you for your time today. I know you have a, a lot of things that uh, you have on your agenda, but thank you very much. Well, thanks for Good coming. Catch you. Okay. Thank you. We'll see you later this okay. week. Take care. Bye-bye.